Jalen Jenner tayo. Ayun! Live na tayo mga kameta. Kamusta kay Jan? Kamusta kay Jan? Meron tayong director for creative communications. Hindi lang strategic communications guys. Meron tayong director for creative communications. My presidential advisor tayo on creative communications. Of course, I'm talking about no less than Paul Soriano mga kameta. Pag-usapan natin yan. And of course, I'm gonna draw some parallels to very influential communications strategist who shaped the administration of very prominent global leaders. In particular, I'm going to look at the case of David Axelord with President Obama and in case of Steve Bannon and the case of President Trump. So, pupunta natin yan. And then, by the way, kukonnect ko rin yan dito sa issue ni... Uh, not, not issue, I mean, I'm going to connect it to Lenny Robredo's kind of academic uh, t- stint slash uh, sabbatical respite moment, whatever you want to call it, na meron siya ngayon sa Harvard. I think all of these things are very, very much connected. Yan, mga kameta, marami naman tayong ano, ah. Oh, hindi tayo magbabardagulan. Uh, actually, gusto ko, guys, matinong usapan dito, guys. Gusto ko talaga matinong usapan. So, bear with me. Now, as some of you may know, medyo over the past uh, weekend or so, medyo... May mga dramatic time exchange it with some of our colleagues and friends over Twitter and I hope we can move forward from that. Ako naman, in spirit of honesty, and I think uh, it's really important na hindi tayo maging passive-aggressive. Uh, well, as you may know, nag-apologize ako personally to some of our folks and friends and followers, economist friends, for some of the more, let's say, abrasive uh, tweets that I made. But I also had to make this absolutely clear. I made it clear in private communication with some of the people, of course, they know who these people are, that, uh, you know, I, I just felt that there was something mm, problematic with the pros and posturing of some of our economist friends in response to a good friend of ours, Dr. Lisandro Claudio of UC Berkeley. By the way, uh, Leloy, congratulations on sa tenure mo ngayon uh, sa UC Berkeley. Of course, uh, Leloy is a historian, not an economist by training. But for anyone who knows actually what's happening around the world, who knows what's the gold standard, they know that in places like the United States, you know, in the leading academic institutions, actually historians are highly respected when it comes to economic analysis. You have, uh, you know, you have people like Skidelsky, for instance. I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's in uh, University of Warwick. Oh, I'm talking about uh, people like Neil Ferguson on the more conservative side, who used to be in Harvard with economic and MBA people, and now in Stanford University. Uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, Adam Tooze, for instance, of Columbia University, a highly, highly respected historian who has covered economic issues. So, sobrang third world po yung, uh, you know, bashing historians uh, or trying to denigrate historians for supposedly not having the expertise to say anything on economic issues. When in fact, actually in the first world, in really the leading academic institutions, historians tend to be even hired in economics departments among others. And I made it absolutely clear, economics is a social science. It's a moral science. It's not a natural science. No science is exact. Even medical sciences are not exact. I have been absolutely clear about that. Major pre-dent ako before, so I did some anatomy, physiology, biology, etc. I remember even the medical sciences, things are not 100%, right? There's a probabilistic analysis aspect to that. So I made that. I wanted to make that very clear also to our economist friends. All due respect to your efforts, your theorems, mathematics, whatever, you got there. But we have to have some sort of a chill pill 
and some sort of humility also. And of course, that applies to all of us. And that's why I made a public apology for some of the abrasive tweets I've made. But just to be fair to myself, I was coming from a position whereby I felt Lelo y Claudio was, was disrespected. I think there was an element of disrespect really in some of the replies I saw to him. I saw the swarming they tried to do to me, but good luck trying to bully me online. Uh, you know, I, I'll out-bully all of you at the same time. I have no problem with that. But you see, I was man enough. I don't know about other people, but I was man enough to come out and apologize for some of my abrasive tweets. And I was man enough to reach out, extend the olive branch. And in fact, I invited a number of these economists' friends to come and have interview and discussions with us. Because, by the way, Mahameta, we're going to interview uh, Lelo Claudio tomorrow night. Of course, he's based in UC Berkeley, so the time difference is a bit difficult. So hopefully our interview will be somewhere around late evening tomorrow. So please tune in for that. Now, in spirit of fairness, I invited Economist friends to come and, you know, pitch in because I want to be fair, etc. But so far, mukhang, I don't know. I don't see interest. I don't know what's going on there. Now, I have interviewed the NEDA secretary, Balisakan. I have interviewed Prime Minister Mahathir. I've interviewed Cabinet Secretaries. I've interviewed leaders. I've met uh, world leaders. So if I'm not important enough to these people, I don't want to them. Now, if, if they feel they're not going to have a safe interview, but so, point is, I extended the olive branch. I'm open to a nice, proper discussion. You can see that the interviews I've had with leading economists like Secretary Balisakan, among others. I have no problem with that. We can have very intelligent, thorough discussion for the purpose of public discourse. But this I also hope, and I'll be very honest about this because I don't want to be passive-aggressive about this, that you know, before trying to call out other people to do turf war, and try to project yourself as an unassailable expert and all. Do not forget, right? Alam, nang, alam nila kung sino sila, di ba? And alam nyo rin dapat sino mga to, di ba? Ito yung mga Google Trends Club na yan, di ba? Excuse me talaga, alright? You have had... You see, there are two things that has been lacking since tapos na yung first 100 days ni BBM. One is, wala pa tayong health secretary na full-fledged. So may acting health secretary tayo. Malaking issue yan. But the other thing missing is, a mea culpa, guys. A mea culpa by some of these data scientists, economists, experts, kuno, diba? na pa google trends, google trends, which I believe, and I, it's not a question of belief, it's, the, the data is very clear, right? It was total nonsense. It was total nonsense, right? It was intellectually problematic, embarrassing. It was embarrassing, right? And more importantly, it was politically reckless because you created a distorted notion of the lay of the land. It was bad for strategy. It was bad for raising expectations. So yun lang, ah, alright? I'm not gonna call out people, uh, you know, on the basis of name or etc. We're not in the business of that. But but so for some of our friends, or the factotum of some of our friends, who are trying to raise the issue of responsibility and accountability, well, first of all, call out your pals, right? Your Google Trends pals. Then let's talk about it. You know, I have no problem having interview with some of our Google Trends pals, and let's see if they have really something substantive to say. Otherwise, apologize. Because what you did was intellectually embarrassing and politically reckless politically reckless all right now it seems you know you can just get away with what you did and and go on and pretend that you're perfect experts etc but let's not forget about that all right now i'm very patient person when i saw the arrogance and condescending tone from some of these people and i will admit i tend to be also arrogant and condescending if i see arrogance and condescension right now, I'm man enough to apologize. I don't know about other people. Like, still in the olive branch, I don't know about other people. But what is absolutely clear here is that walang mea culpa, walang self-reflection, which 
don't worry, I'm going to connect it to, to Paul Soriano issue because we're seeing a lot of hatred against all of these hate messages against Paul Soriano, etc. But guess what? His strategy works, all right? His strategy works. You can make fun of Paul Soriano, you can make fun of BBM, you can make fun of all of this, right? But it works. You know what? It works. Now, I'm not saying 100% with everything they say. I have had my disagreements, right? But their strategy works it. You know, look at how Paul Soriano handles the vlogs, for instance, of BBM. You know, I don't mind judgmental, so I bother to actually watch. They're very well curated. They're absolutely well curated. The lighting is very nice. It gives a kind of aura of authenticity. It's, it, it projects coolness. Right? So kung ikaw ay isang ordinary median voter, let's say, a median voter who was not partisan, was no strong political leanings or ideological leanings or whatsoever, you're gonna watch these vlogs by Paul Soriano and you're gonna say, you know what? The Marcuses are actually cool people. They're not all these dictators and everything that the quote-unquote Dilawan make out of them. Well, I think a big part of that is because Paul Soriano is so good in political communications. And that brings us to the appointment of Paul Soriano's creative communications. Uh, kind of advisor, presidential advisors. And, and you know, speaking of Paul Soriano, guys, speaking of Paul Soriano, you know, when I look at him, look at how he talks about communications, look at how he talks about politics, etc. Guys, in fairness to the guy, no? In fairness to the guy, when, when you look at this, gamay niya eh. Kilala niya yung sitwasyon sa... Alam niya yung sitwasyon sa ating bansa. Alam niya, hindi siya nag-turf wars, hindi siya, I'm a data scientist, I'm a political scientist, etc. no, no, no. The guy looks at the audience, understands what's happening with the audience, and acts accordingly. That's why he's such an influential figure in uh, our politics today. Paul Soriano is easily one of the five most powerful persons in the Philippines right now, right? He operates very much behind the scenes, but you can see his work all over the place. The vlogs of the president, uh, the sauna projection of the president, everything, the messaging, the communications. He may be even more involved. Uh, in President Marcus Jr.'s communication strategy than we even know or we even acknowledge, right? So, you know, I know marami nagpapatawa sa kanya, but, you know, I seem very much like the David Axelord of this administration or if you want to take it in a different direction, very much like the Steve Bannon of this this administration. And, you know, let, let's talk about it a little bit because in, in politics, guys, communication is absolutely important. You want to win? You have to have a good communications because you may have the best CV, you may have the best intentions, but if your communication strategy is palpak, if you don't have people that are effective no, in terms of uh, communicating your strategy, in terms of winning the hearts and minds of people, in terms of art of persuasion, etc., then well, I hope let's case ka. So here, guys, uh, this is the case of David Axelord, right? He has a very, he's a fantastic book on Obama's campaign, how Obama went from virtual um, anonymity in the early 2000s to becoming a presidential contender and eventually uh, the decisive winner in the 20, uh, 2008 presidential elections. Now, I bothered to read uh, the biography of Obama. I bothered to read a lot about his background, his uh, communication strategy. So, nung 2008 pa lang, etc., nakita natin yung efforts, yung influence David Axelrod in terms of overall communication strategy and grassroots movement and communications of Obama. Now, of course, Trump also had kind of his own version of David Axelrod. I'm not creating moral equivalence between the two. But I'm, I'm just talking about how important communications is to politics and winning power, right? Uh, so the other person, of course, is Steve Bannon, right? Who was also extremely influential in Trump's even more coming from behind victory in the 2016 election. So if you look at, uh, you know, the whole Trumpian 
uh, populism, etc. Steve Bannon really, really was crucial to that. So we see whether on the Democratic side, whether on the, uh, the Republican side, whether on the liberal reformist side, whether on the populist side, we very much see the influence of communication strategists, right? Or aggressive, persuasive, dynamic communications. Now, again, I'm not going to the moral equivalence question because some have more fake news and distortions, some have more just snappy, exciting, interesting communication strategies. I'm not gonna go into that. But you know, of course, what's what's my stance based on facts, right? So this is the context within which I think you have to understand also the role of Paul Soriano, because Paul Soriano is increasingly acting like the, you know, he's really the chief strategist communications person as far as the current administration is concerned. Uh, and, and we can see how close and how comfortable the two gentlemen are, the, the, the level of comfort level they have. I know everyone talks about Tony G, etc. But I mean, look at the level of comfort you know, that they have. It's because you need that kind of level of trust. It's not just, hindi lang yung matalino yung tao dapat eh. Hindi lang yung magaling dapat sa communications eh. Mahalaga dito, dito yung level of trust and confidence between them. No? So this is something that I felt uh, we have to pay more attention to it. And we can clearly see how President Marcos seems to be very respectful of the tips and ideas that Paul Soriano has as far as communication strategy is concerned. Yeah, you know, since I'm bored na kayo. But I'm just showing you the bigger picture, guys. Because if we don't see it from a comparative standpoint, we're gonna miss the point. We're gonna miss the picture, right? There's a big picture here. I'm I'm telling you guys about modern communication strategy. Now this brings us inevitably to the question of Lenny, and then I'm gonna come back again. Alright. And a minefield na naman tayo. Yeah, ako naman, diba? Now, obviously, some issues have been raised. For instance, this is one issue has been raised in terms of like, ano ba talaga trabaho na itong creative communications? Of course, there are all sorts of accusations. What's going on here? So this is what we, we saw online. Uh, mataas ang salary grade, etc. You can see the level of comfort between these two gentlemen, etc. Again, uh, this is... This is I, we have to double check that, all right? We have to double check that. Yeah, so based on some of the reports, we have to confirm it. the salary grade is into 200,000 pesos territory. So we're talking about four to $5,000 per month, right? Uh, not to mention there are many, many factors. Again, we have to double check that, but this is what we see based on the Classification Act of 1989, etc. Okay, double check that. I post the link, guys, for you guys to see, all right? The Person of the Republic Act, uh, Republic Act number 6758, or the Compensation and Position Clarification Act of 1989 and 11466 or the Salary Standardization Law of 2019. Mohang, the salary grade, again, uh, reportedly will be in the territory of 273,027 pesos, 20, 278 pesos, right? So, 300,000 pesos, SG31. Now, of course, Paul Soriani is a very successful director, etc. He has done very well commercially, etc. So, uh, I'm sure this is not about money or anything like that, to be fair to the gentleman, right? But of course, people are making issues because the idea of creative communication is something quite out of nowhere. So on a more sarcastic or critical side, people are saying, ano to? Ito ba yung uh, alternative facts, alternative universe, yung, yung sinasabi ni, alam niyo na, yung mga ni Trump, etc. Now, let's just read what, what's out there, just to be fair. Uh, the Office of President made the announcement the same day Suryana is set to take his oath as presidential advisor and, and celebrates actually his 41st birthday. Wow, 41-year-old na. Batang bata pa nga natin na. Ating creative communications expert. Yun, no? 
talaga. So actually the oath, tapos na tayo dyan. Medyo natapos na tayo dyan. Uh, yun, no? Talagang next level. So, syempre kasama niya si Tony Gonzaga, uh, yun, another very big supporter of the president. So at least consistent sila through and through na they have been really behind the Marcos campaign uh, and now we see them very uh you know assuming very influential role now a number of people uh katulad ni you know makabayan party list member Teddy Casino ay nagsabi ano ba tong presidential communications uh etc what's looking what's going on here some people have raised even the issue about bakit puro mga kapamilya etc again i'm not going to pass a final judgment on that i'm just reporting what is being discussed out there, guys, no? as far as the current administration is concerned. Ako naman, sige, fine, we can discuss all of these things, but let's not forget na pagdating sa communication strategy, napaka-napaka-mahalaga yan. And I've been, I kept on saying, guys, parati ko sinisabi yan, pagdating sa politika nowadays, in the 21st century, in the age of social media especially, no? sobrang mahalaga yung performative politics yung abilidad ng isang leader or administration to project competence. Not necessarily actual competence because let's be very honest, very few people have the time or even the framework to properly analyze what are the limits of what the government can do, ano yung batas, ano yung mga policy options, ano yung mga economic limitations, ano yung structural challenges. So projection is very important, guys. Projection is very, very important. Ano yung pinaproject sa social media, ano yung project sa sa mainstream media or ano project dun sa government communication strategy yung mga ganitong bagay napakamahalaga guys so what i'm saying is the opposition or whoever is you know trying to make fun here of this situation they have to also look at the fact that you know as far as the wait lang ayusin ko to inaano ko yung sarili ko para makasya dyan as far as communication strategies concerned, is the cent it is the central thing right the performative populism is extremely extremely important sa ating panahon, right? It's the ability to project competence, to project proactiveness, pr to project ang galing ni tatay, ganun. Because, let's be honest, not many people are super excited to really dig in and see kung ano yung fake news, ano yung totoo. Kung, tapos yung pala yung project na yun, I mean, example, no? yung credit si tatay sa metro-metro ng Japan na ginagawa dito. Hello, nag-google mo yan, nag-research na mabuti, or in our case, you were journalists who covered this issue throughout the years, you would know na 2015 pa lang, na lay down na yan ni President Aquino, former President Aquino, and Prime Minister Abe, right? So, the, the foundations were actually built under the previous, previous administration, not the previous president. But, alam mo naman, meron tayong mga credit grabber club na napakagaling dyan, diba? And, and that's why dapat mausay ka sa communications. And this brings me, guys, to the issue of Vice President Lenny Robledo because my sense is she has now a very good opportunity to have some deep reflections about what she wants to happen. Uh, because, you know, she's still very influential. She has a very key role still within the opposition, although she no longer occupies a, uh, you know, an elected office. And Riza Hontiveros is the fact the most senior elected official pagdating sa liberal progressive opposition. But I think, you know, it would be nice if Lenny used, you know, like Lenny translates her uh, sabbatical or whatever you want to call it there, her, her stint there in, in Harvard, right? into an opportunity, guys, to write a book or a memoir, right? 
And what I want to see in that book or memoir, hopefully, if, if, if it's really being worked upon, I, I, I kind of have a sense baka something will come out of this. No, um, I want to see deep reflection on not only the strength and the courage of the opposition and what they were able to achieve against all odds, like 15 million votes against all the structural limitations, against a duo dynastic alliance, against everything else. Alam niya na, di ba? Alam na this, di ba? In fairness, she has nothing to be ashamed about. Nonetheless, I always maintain that her campaign could always do better, could have done better none, could still do better in terms of pushing for a better Philippines if, if, you know, if the opposition and leaders of opposition, like Lenny Robredo, right, really do a deep soul searching, saan sila nakamali, hindi lang dun sa kanilang vision or etc. I think they have very good vision for the country. I think, you know, I, I think, I, all sides in one way or another have interesting visions for the country. But in terms of strategy, saan sila nagkakulang? Ano yung mga mali nila? Yung Google Trends, no? yung mga data scientist experts nila, mga Google Trends people na yan, ayan, nakikidikit sa kanya, yung mga yan. Maybe, you know, she should call out yung mga nonsense na ganun, di ba? She should call out yung mga, mga mambo-jumbo data science expert kuno, yung mga ganyan, di ba? And, and, and more than that, she has to provide not only kind of an analytic post-mortem, but, but a, 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 you know, kind of a, a blueprint for a more assertive, aggressive opposition, right? And more effective opposition. And, you know, actually, something very interesting is happening right now. Remember, I said last Meta Natan, na sana Lenny will meet leaders of Latin American countries, progressive leaders of, who have actually managed to do very well despite, you know, going against very, very difficult structural limitations no so let me so look at the case of brazil for instance this is lula he's not the youngest guy anymore but he's very much tipped to be the next president of brazil and in his latest debate with bolsonaro he openly called the guy king of fake news and king, king of stupidity i'm sorry about that um yeah palaban palaban Palaban, guys. Palaban. Yan ang kailangan natin. Palaban, hindi pwede malam niyao. Hindi pwede yung mabait lang, pakyut lang, radical love. No, you go for it. You go all the way. Ito nga, tanda na eh. Si ano, Lula, pero go pa rin eh. Boom, boom, boom. So, you know, and most likely he'll be the next progressive leader to win. And even if he doesn't win, he already won 48% of the votes in the first round. So, that's way more than Lenio or the opposition here has ever won. Like, the highest that the opposition leader won in presidential elections, I think, is Benigno Aquino, right? Just over 40%, right? Ito si Lula, most likely mag more than 50% na yan. It's gonna be tough. There's gonna be a lot of ugly scene after the elections because Bolsonaro a la Trump is not gonna accept it and Brazil is a much more fragile democracy than the U.S. given yan. But guys, you need palaban leaders. Ito na, tanda-tanda na, go pa rin eh. Kalaban niya, nakakatakot pa itong mga Bolsonaro. No? And please lang, don't give me this nonsense, this ignorant nonsense. Na, Hindi, ang situation sa Pilipinas ay mas malala. Mag-research ka sa kayo. Kasi kung titignan niyo yung misperception index, Ipsos among others, and if you do qualitative studies, guys, as I said, you would know that actually Latin America, some countries like Brazil actually have a worse situation than us. And many Latin American countries, guys, level natin almost in terms of fake news and all. So, so as a good proxy, right, for for understanding fake news. So let me show you this, guys. This is the misperception index, which assesses how much people are misinformed on key public issues. 
And of course, fake news plays a big important role in that. You know, an issue of drugs, an issue of governance, etc. Right? Ito, misperception index. Let's show it to you guys. So, as you can see, guys, right? Ay, malaki problema yan, diba? So, so, you know, you have countries like Colombia, countries like Brazil, guys, you know, countries like Mexico, Thailand, you know, they're, they're, they're also in a very, very problematic phase when it comes to that. I want to pull out the other one that actually shows Philippines next to them. So, these are these back-to-back are -back years that we're talking about. So, the misperception problem is actually very, very bad. Uh, let me pull out this other one. Para makita nyo guys. Oh, yung mga kameta natin sa YouTube, relax lang kayo dyan. Ma-upload naman yung graphics na yan. But at least, please listen to me while I'm discuss. Ayan! Ayan ang sinasabi ko. Ayan, yan, yan, yan. Pakita natin sa inyo. Ayan! Para kita nyo talaga na may laban tayo guys. Di pa tayo number one. Alright? Di pa tayo number one. Medyo may laban. May ikpitang laban guys. May ikpitang labanan. Pagdating sa... I know fake news. One second. Um, let me just pull this out. Ayana. Yung kasi guys, magresearch kasi ganyan ng comparative, etc. Para naman din ng sa Philippines kasi ganyan to ganyan. Philippines kasi ganyan to ganyan. Tapos pag pinakita mo naman ano, pinakita mo nagtingin na mo yung data. Awanen, la. Tama la to. Second, Mahometa. Papunta na tayo dyan. Papunta pa lang tayo sa exciting part. Okay? Ayan. At di siya lumalabas. Ito, ito, ito. Ayun! Ayun! Tingnan nyo naman, Mahometa. Talo tayo ng Brazil. Halos tayo tayo ng Peru. At hindi far away ang Colombia and Mexico. Alright? You can clearly see this, guys. You know? You know? Lapit talaga. Saan talaga misperception, misinformation, the fake news problem. Very similar tayo sa kanila, guys. So, Chile, a little bit better than us. But you can see Mexico, Colombia, Peru, and Brazil. All of these countries where the progressives are doing far better than the Philippines, right? Far better than the Philippines. They have very similar problems with misperception, disinformation, and not to mention may inequality problems sila, trapo politics, among others. So, guys... Look at the data, look at the numbers, it's absolutely clear. So, may pakakulang talaga dito ang strategy ng opposition. At, maybe instead of just making fun of the kabila, try to also see ano yung mga strength nila. Not to replicate them or, or, you know, do crazy things, but come on, guys. Come on, guys. Learn something. Here and there. Alright? Yan. Talaga mga kameta talaga eh. Alright? I, I already cited that. I already discussed that before, but... Oh. Okay, pakabait na tayo ah. Pakabait na tayo kameta. Kasi minsan talaga guys, nakaka... You know, it's really frustrating when you see that a lot of people rather stick to nonsensical data or analysis or rather just hold on to their ego, right? 
instead of having proper reflection and trying to understand paano tayo pwede umunlat, paano tayo pwede umusat, paano tayo pwede mag-move on, etc. And I think this is where leadership should come out. And this is where I hope Lenny will use her time there in the United States, in Harvard, uh, to have good conversation, substantive discuss uh, discussion with other progressive leaders, or even not so progressive leaders, but successful leaders. And maybe... Uh, try to come back home and you know tell their followers and people that you know wag tayong ay wala tayong mga gawa yung parang tatay style wala tayong mga gawa hindi pwedeng ganun hindi pwedeng ganun kasi kung ganun ang Brazil ganun ang Peru ganun ang Colombia ganun ang Mexico wala na wala na finish na sila but no eh never na give up eh hindi na give up hindi na give up in progressive leaders nila and they're aggressive palaban sila look at how they debate look at how they discuss look at how how they have grassroots mobilization look at how they do it over the years look at the kind of experts they have in their ranks look at how how persuasive and 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 uh, and, and compelling kanilang communication strategies is so siguro yung kabila kailangan din nilang sarili nilang Paul Soriano right uh, again, uh, I'm not going to go into the moral judgments and I'm not going to go into the whole discussions about authenticity of information, but I'm saying a dynamic communication strategist is what the opposition needs if they don't want to be permanent opposition, right? Forever opposition. And I think Lenny should use her time right now in, the, in Harvard to have proper soul searching, to have proper discussions, right? Uh, internally and with also other people and come back hopefully with a memoir and a, a book or whatever that Actually, hindi lang yung parang echo chamber lang na parang singing to the choir. No, no. It has to be something that shows the opposition is willing to level up. That is willing to go from 15 million to 25 million to 30 million to 20 million. It wants to be competitive. It wants to win elections. Hindi lang virtue signaling. Hindi lang, uh, ano, wala tayong mga gawa. Hindi natin kasalanan yan. Or fatalism or anything like that. No, no, no. The opposition should show they're dynamic. They can learn from their mistakes. They can pick up their... They left off. They can they can do better every election cycle against all odds, and they're willing to learn. And they can learn. They have the absorption capacity. They they're willing to learn, and they can learn from similar leaders leaders and movements in other besieged democracies who are also dealing with a lot of misinformation, with a lot of problems, with a lot of structural uh, limitations, with a lot of inequality, etc., etc., etc. All right. So very very important, yan, Mahameta. All right. Now again, ah. Uh, this is a constructive criticism. Again, as I said, all due respect to my friends, colleagues, to the former vice president, etc. Honestly, I just don't see many people doing this for them, right? So, ako, since a, a bit above the fray tayo, right? I just feel it's my job as a public thinker to share my views, not based on just feel ko lang, no, but based on actually academic research based on serious reflection years of reflection based on visiting all around the world meeting leaders young leaders established leaders whatever all around the world doing the literature review and i'm sorry if you want to you know you can look at my h index right <laughs> my publications on populism etc including of course on the return of marcus dynasty i have a journal called journal of democracy right which is just the leading journal when it comes to these issues democratization etc right um so yeah Right, so I hope folks don't take this wrong. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to a little bit tough love, but I think this is important because we have we won't have a real democracy if you have, don't have a strong opposition or a robust opposition. The walang balance yan, and when there's no robust opposition, the only opposition is going to be court politics and internal drama, etc. And wag na tayo pumunta sa Vic Rodriguez issue and all of that, but maybe next time. All right. 
So thank you very much dun sa mga kameta natin, dun sa mga nanonood sa atin. I really, really appreciate this. Again, please, please don't, don't, you know, don't get mad at the messenger, right? I'm just trying to be honest about this. Wala tayong, ano, I'm not invested in any party. I'm not invested in any, any side. I'm invested in, in values, in convictions, and I'm invested in making the, uh, the Philippines hopefully a better place, right? Yun po ang gusto natin para sa ating bayan. And I think if you're really courageous, if you really care for your country, if you really care for democracy, uh, you will be willing to take the heat, right? You will be willing to get bashed and attacked by all sides. And I've been bashed by all sides, not only two sides, all sides. So what? So what? Someone has to do this. And I'm doing this. And I'm doing this because I don't see many other people doing it anyway, right? So... Wala, ang daming snowflakes yun eh. Konting binash lang, ayaw na, hurt na, blah, 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 tampo na. Goodness, goodness. In other countries, people are risking their life every single day. Every single day. You know? Every single people are risking their lives for freedom. For a better country. For a better democracy. Hindi tayo pwede purong rant lang. Or purong bashing the other side. Or purong fatalism. Or purong abroad na lang ako. Hindi. You have to have courage. You have to have audacity and you have to back it with research and all and when you're wrong as i am sometimes wrong i'm condescending sometimes i get trollish online especially on twitter then apologize but don't forget what you're doing here is really for the better of the country for the betterment of the country and in the process when you make mistakes you apologize but at the same time remind also others that they also they also have to have their self-awareness and yung sabi ko 100 days na ni bbm wala pang doi secretary na full-fledged wala rin maya culpa Dun sa mga Google Trends Club, wala rin very clear uh, evidence that the opposition is learning anything substantive from the debacles or mistakes and, and, and shortcomings in the last elections. Because I believe Lenny could have done way better than that. She's still quite okay, but she could have done well better. Way better, right? Mm. And I think that's doable if they learn from their mistakes. You know, in the case of Lula in Brazil, PT, Parti Trabador, they lost big time to, to Bolsonaro and all. They have been marginalized and denigrated, but they're coming back. In Latin America, we see a lot of progressive groups. They were pushed to the margins. Now they're coming back. They're claiming their own versions of Malacanã, right? And they're pushing for a progressive agenda, right? Now, they're not perfect. My problem is in Latin American countries. I'm not saying I'm a progressive need to automatically, you know, I saviors, etc., right? But, but what I'm saying, guys, is that it's time for self-reflection. It's time for learning. And it's time also for a dose of humility for all of us, including for myself. So again, I want to apologize to friends and colleagues and to our kametas sometimes that major abrasive ako. Naalala ko actually, um, last week yata, uh, isa sa mga kameta nata, I mistakenly thought, uh, nangyari din kay Ernie Carpe yata yun. Eh, diba? I mistakenly thought, ako yung tinitroll, yung pala iba yung tinitukoy. So let me apologize, guys. Doon din sa mga kameta natin. Or yung mga followers natin on YouTube, on Twitter, etc. Tao lang po. I mean, put yourself in my shoes, guys. So I, I say something, I get 2,000 comments, I get, you know, hundreds of, you know, thousands of, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views sometimes. So, you know, means that, of course, you know, you're going through everything. You, 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 you know, you go heuristic or you have cognitive biases. And remember, you must system one, system two, etc. Think it's slow. You know, sometimes you have cognitive biases and, and, and you, you think tinatrol ka, yung pala ibang tinitukoy. So, let me genuinely apologize also to some of our followers na mistakenly, I thought na tinitrol ako sa I made like a, 
mean comment or I made a trollish comment, back, etc. And let me also tell these guys, trolling is a verb too. It's not just a noun. So, pwede kang matinong tao, pero pwede kang magtatroll kung talagang obvious na you're not there for a substantive discussion. You're there lang para manginis or magprovoke ng aggressive, you know, interaction, etc. That's trolling, Christ. When I say, wag troll, you know, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm looking at trolling as a behavior, as a verb, right? So also keep that in mind. So again, uh, apologies again also to our followers, etc. See, I'm man enough to apologize if I see my mistakes. But I am absolutely unapologetic in terms of my efforts to raise the level of discussion and call out, call out, call out yung mga kulang sa self-awareness at ang galing mag-posturing, diba? Uh, eh. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it there. Again, oh, yan, nahanap ko. Si Stephen Almodiel. Alright? Apologies din sa'yo, pare. Okay. I think last week, I, I mistakenly thought you were referring to me when you're talking about yung mga YouTuber, online people, yung pala iba yung sinasabi mo. Pero sana naman, hindi lang mga SMNI experts ang tinitignan mo. Alright. Ayan na naman tayo. Nagbartagulan na naman. Basta, alam niyo na mahal ko kayo. Love ko kayo. Kaya ganyan tayo, guys. At, ay nako, yung mga iba dyan. Huwag na. Okay. Pwede na yan. Tama na yan. Tama na yan. I think I've, I've said I've said my piece. Uh, so, of course, natin pag-usapan yung issue ng drug war. Alam niyo na yung issue sa hmm, yung nahuli na ano. Pero siguro ibang meta na yan. Eh, kasi dami nangyari. Yung, I want to go there. Bigla may boom. May isang update na naman nangyari. So, pag-usapan natin yan. Alright? Uh, dun sa mga trolls natin, thank you for for pushing up our engagement. And dun sa followers natin, thank you very much for being there. Maraming salam sa mga friends natin on YouTube, on, on Facebook, among others. On Spotify. On Spotify, of course, please follow guys. Continue to follow the Richard Haydarian podcast. At yung mga iba dyan na... Hindi, kontrol ka sarili ko. Talaga, nangigigil ako. Gusto ko masabihin, wag na, tama na yan. Tama na yan. We are better than that. I should be better than that. Sorry guys, nisan talagang masarap magbardagulan. Kasi daming kupal dyan. Sorry. Wait lang. Wait lang. Ba't ko narinig ang sarili ko? Wait lang. Ayan, ayan, wala, maglabas tayo. Ayan, thank you so much, of course, dun sa mga uh, nagbigay ng stars and supports, mga kaibigan natin, supports. Thank you kay Ma'am Jocelyn Lumberio. Yan, as El Nido po kayo. God bless. Enjoy your time, social. Si Eden Olona, thank you so much, ma'am, as always, for your support. Very, very much appreciated. Kay Eric Gomez, maraming salamat. Yeah, hopefully more you catch us more live. Oh, joining us from West Coast. I suppose, what is this? Washington, California? Where is this? Uh, Ma Victoria Baltazar, as always, salamat. Kay Senan Makalalad. Kay Fanny San Miguel. Gladys Tino. Erlinda Rebolado. Kay Dina Manza. Resurrection Modelo. Joe Mark Calaor. Ria Reyes Mendoza. Thank you so much. Kay Sol Mendoza Malari. Kay Doc Gina. Maria Esmelda, as always. Of course, it's a pleasure to, you know, in my own little ways, to widen the horizon of discussion. Salamat kay Jonah Nable. Mirth Nepumoceno. PJ uh, Quintos and Pasensiana, if ever I mispronounce your name, etc. Although it's not like my name is the easiest one to pronounce, alright? Ano na, ayan na. Thank you rin sa mga followers natin sa YouTube. Really, really appreciate it. Ayan, kay Arnold Ramos, kay Rena Sarabia, kay Georgina1013. Ayan, si Georgina, ma-comment niya. Nasaan yung troll ko sa YouTube? Yung hilik mag-comment. Na ano naman. <laughs> Thank you kay Chuli joining us from Taiwan. Sa mga friends natin joining us from all around the world. Ayan. Ayan. 
Yun lang, tingin-tingin sa mirror once in a while. Yun lang sinasabi ko, aside from just bashing. And as Mr. Art of War, Sun Tzu, said, you know, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, so know your own weaknesses and strength, know your enemy's weaknesses and strength, and then you're gonna win more battles than, than, you know, than not, right? So, yun lang. Yun lang sinasabi ko, right? Uh, where is David Axler? Where is Steve Bannon? Where is Paul Soriano? We're seeing how sobrang mahalaga yung communications, no? Including, quote-unquote, creative communications. Maraming salamat, guys. Thank you very much. God bless. Hasta manana, God willing. And please, uh, continue to support us, etc. And again, apologies sa mga kameta, colleagues natin on Twitter here, etc. Sometimes medyo abrasive ako. Tao lang po. We make mistakes. We get jumpy sometimes. But please, always try to see what is the intention here. Ang intention here po is para medyo umakit yung level of discussion, right? My ego gets hurt. Your egos get hurt. But we're more than our egos, right? We can do it better, right? In fact, the other day, sobrang init na ulo ko. And then by just chance, I saw this quote by Rumi, which said, Do not fight the world. Rather, fight your own ego, right? So thank you, guy Rumi. I was able to put things into perspective. Biglang out of nowhere yung quote na lumitaw dun sa Instagram ko. So maraming salamat for that. Uh, Rumi for that very, very good rumination, right? So yeah, sometimes instead of fighting the world and trying to prove your ego your, or something yourself, fight your own ego. And that goes for me. I'm man enough to apologize, but that should also go to other people, right? Who obviously lack self-awareness, but I'm not giving up on them. Maraming salamat. Thank you very much. Adios.